Hello and welcome. This is the LCU Podcast, a podcast that will bring stories, insights, and people from Lubbock Christian University. I'm your host, Keegan Stewart, and I'm happy to be with you for another episode. On today's episode, I had a conversation with Brittany Michelson and Krista Escamilla. Brittany is an LCU alum and current reporter and anchor for Fox 34 and KCBD here in Lubbock. Krista is a news anchor for News West 9 in Midland, Texas. Krista also has two daughters that are students here at Lubbock Christian University. We talked about the industry of journalism, what's fun, what's challenging, what goes into telling a story. They also share it on what it's like being a person of faith working in this industry. We concluded with hearing how LCU has been a blessing to both of them in a multitude of ways. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Brittany Michelson and Krista Escamilla. Krista, Brittany, thank you all for taking the time to be here today. Thank you, Keegan, for having us. Yeah, of course. We're glad to be here. Yeah. I want to start out, and if we can, just just by establishing the LCU connections just a little bit. Brittany, we'll start with you. You're an alum. Tell people about your LCU experience. Yeah, so I grew up in Plains, about an hour away here from Lubbock. Um, after high school, decided I wanted to come to LCU. Um, got very lucky with a scholarship to be able to do that, so that really kind of helped with my choices, but loved being here at LCU. I graduated in May um, 2020, so studied mass communications, got to do all of the, you know, radio station stuff, everything involved in like production for games and everything like that. So yeah, I've been out of school about two years now, but, um, loved my time here at LCU. So. And Krista, you, your, your story is a little different as it relates to LCU, but you actually have, or are going to later this month, have two daughters that are students here. So Will you inform us about your LCU connection? Yeah, so my daughter Aspen came here two years ago. She's now entering her junior year, and she came here uh, to play golf on a golf scholarship, and she absolutely loves her time here, loves it so much she convinced her sister to come here too. And so her sister Allie will be joining her this fall. So yes, we'll have two daughters here at LCU, and we couldn't be happier about it. That's awesome. And Allie, your daughter Allie is going to be majoring in our newest communication degree, integrated marketing communication. And so she's going to be one of the, you know, the pioneer students in that program. So we're real excited about her. Yes, we're excited about that too. I never would have thought that any of our kids, we have four, I never thought any of them would go into uh, communications. And it seems like in some aspect, they all are, which is fantastic. I love it. Where did you go to school and what did you study? So I went to, uh, first I started at community college back in California. So I grew up in California. I was a singer and dancer my whole life. My mom's a dance teacher. So I grew up in the entertainment business, uh, emceed all her talent competitions, super involved with our community. Went to college at our local community college and studied theater and dance. And uh, I had a teacher that was doing a little TV class that year and said, you know, you might want to go try this out. And I tried it and I said, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. He said, well, news might be something that you would be good at. Because at the time I told him, I don't think I want to audition for my jobs the rest of my life. I was a professional singer and dancer at the time. I thought, yeah, I just don't think I want to do that. I knew that in my heart, being a mom was my number one goal and dream. And uh, so I just thought I've got to do something different. And someone said, why don't you go and intern at a TV station and you'll either love it or hate it, right? I mean, that's it. You'll, you'll either love it or hate it in the news department. And I said, okay, I went and I loved it. And I switched my major my sophomore year going into my junior year where I transferred to California State University of Sacramento. And uh, the rest is history. I got bit by the news bug and 
and been in it over 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> in 25 years, Brittany, you are in the second year of your career. You said just a moment ago that you studied mass communication here at LCU. How did you take what you learned here, your, your degree, and how did you get into journalism? Yeah, so my last semester um, here at LCU, I was able to do the um, internship program in Washington, D.C., and was at um, the Voice of America there. So that was really kind of a big step for me to actually be um, at a station kind of with a team. It's not your typical news station. Um, they're kind of a broadcasting house for the U.S. government, but um, worked with a team there that had a weekly show and really uh, got involved in kind of all the behind the scenes stuff. So got to see a lot of what happens behind the camera um, and then graduated right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, that kicked me out of D.C. actually <laughs> in the middle of that semester, but mm. Searching for jobs. I, I kind of knew since high school that I wanted to go into journalism, um, did all of the competitions for UIL in high school. Um, I did one act play theater, kind of the same thing. Like I loved being on stage and, and things like that. And um, one day my dad, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And my dad was kind of like, well, I mean, you, you do one act play, you do all the journalism stuff, you love sports. You're not the worst looking person. Like, why don't you go be a sports reporter? And I was like, okay, cool. Like that sounds, sounds fun. So that kind of got me interested, did like a deep dive. I was creating, um, quizlets of like every team in the NFL and I, just random stuff like that. And then decided I don't watch sports enough to be a sports reporter. <laughs> so then kind of went the news direction. Um, but that internship really kind of, uh, solidified like, okay, I really like this, this is where I want to be. So like I said, the middle of the pandemic, no one was hiring, nobody, you know, everyone was cutting back if anything. Um, and I didn't really want to move. I love Lubbock. Maybe eventually I'll go try another market, but I mean, I love it here. Um, growing up in a really small town, like Lubbock is big for me. So I enjoy it here. And finally in September, um, Fox hired me on as a reporter. And so yeah, uh, in January of last year, we merged. So now we're with Fox and KCBD, which is just a very well-respected station here in town. So that was awesome to kind of join in with that team. And people who, who have been doing this for almost 50 years, if not more. Um, so just great to learn from those people in this business. So yeah, that's just kind of mm -hmm. how I got involved in all of it, I guess. Krista, you mentioned a moment ago, 20, 25 years of experience in this. What people may not know is you took a break from being on the news, but you're getting back into it real soon. So first, can you give us a kind of an overview of your experience with the news? And also, what made you want to recently decide to get back into it? Sure, sure. So 20, let's see, 23. Three years ago, 24 actually, 24 years ago, I came to Texas after being in a really, 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 really small market, uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. It was like 195 or 198. And I was there about a year and I was their morning show um, anchor weather producer <laughs> and reporter. So you would literally go in at midnight, wow. produce the show. Then you would you would anchor it. Then you have to set up your interviews for the next day because we had three guests a day, the, the, all while doing weather. And then I would have to go if there was a breaking news, go out and report, and then be on the five six. And then I'd say, okay, I, I think I have to go sleep. I don't think I can do the ten tonight. And so that was that was my life for about a year. And uh, I thought, well, you know, I've done done, done my time here in in Missouri. I want to get closer to California. 
sent out my tape as you do in the business. You send out your resume reel. And I then got this uh, offer here in Midland, Texas. And I thought, okay, great. It's closer to California. I don't know why I'm going to Midland, Texas. Never heard of it except for baby Jessica fell in the well years ago. (laughs) And that was all I knew of Midland, Texas. And so I thought, well, okay, let's give, give it a try. Got out there and the day, actually, let me back up. The day I signed my contract, I got two job offers in California. Oh, and I wow. thought, oh, why? And then I thought, God's got a reason for me to go to Midland, Texas. I wasn't going to break my contract. I didn't want to start my career off that way. And I thought, there's a reason I'm supposed to go to Midland, Texas. My first day on the job, I met my husband. And I, I would interview him on the morning show as the financial advisor. And uh, long story short, played footsies under the anchor desk. No, no you really did. <laughs> did not play footsies under the anchor desk, Aspen. Uh, <laughs> Krista's daughter, Aspen, <laughs> LCU student, is in here listening along. So but added he, context there. Yes, yes. He asked me uh, to lunch and and the rest is history. We are very blessed with four children, uh, had our first child about two years after I'd been in the market. And uh, when Austin was born, I just thought I can't go back to the hours of news and the hours are are long. And you're, you're really married to your job, you know, and especially in the early years, you know, you're really you're getting the experience and you're, you're saying, yes, I can work doubles, you know, yes, I can work triples, whatever that means. But you're all you're always trying to do the best to, you know, to to get the experience in your career. So I thought, you know, I need to step away. And so family is first. And so stepped away for about six years. And uh, Aspen was born, Allie was born. And then when they were about to go into school, I thought, well, this might be a good time to go back in. While they're in school, I could work. I had a friend that was at the CBS affiliate at that time. And he said, well, if you want to come back, what do you want to do? And I said, well, how about the morning show? Because that would allow me to be the best mom. I could be there for all the activities at school. I can pick them up from school, run them around to dance and golf and uh, baseball and all the soccer, all the things they were doing. And I wouldn't miss out on being a mom because that's my number one priority. Did that for 10 years <laughs> and had the, I mean, ha- I have the best husband in the world. He was Mr. Mom. He would get up and make the kids pancakes every day, get them off to school, right? <laughs> and it was just, uh, it was a great way to still be able to do the career I love, but to be the mom that I want to be, which is the most important, um, most important thing to us. So then I guess about 2016, yes, 2016, I was getting tired because I'm getting old because getting up at three in the morning takes a toll on you after about 10 years. And I really wanted to be more intentional with my time and the kids and get to enjoy that time because the time that they're in your, in your home is so short when you look back and you think I want to be there for the most important moments. And they were all starting to get older and busier. So I thought this was a good time to step away again and and focus on being a mom and, and it could help market my husband's companies. So I did that from 2016 until now. And uh, now the big three have all left and gone to college. And we have our son, Alex, who's 13 at home. And I thought, well, this is a good time to once again, maybe uh, I'd been talking to the news director who's uh, amazing. Her name's Melissa Hendricks. She was a staple in our in our community as the as the number one anchor for years she's now the news director mm. and we'd been talking for three or four years and i was like oh not right not it's not the right time yet it's not the right time yet well now that everyone's off at college and i thought well this is a good time to to maybe go back so i'll be going back and anchoring the 4 and 5 p.m news how much did you miss it when you were away for a little bit well luckily i kept myself um 
pretty involved in our community. I still emceed a lot of events during that time. I had a show on a base in PBS. Uh, I've always focused on being, you know, trying to be a positive role model in our community and sharing positive news and focusing on the good. So I had a show on PBS where I got to do that. So I still kind of kept in it. And then I have a podcast that I do as well. It's called the Krista Escamilla Show. So I still got to highlight all of our amazing community members and our nonprofit organizations, because at the end of each podcast, I give away um, a donation to a local nonprofit. And so it still kept me really involved in doing it. And so it's not, I didn't get that where, oh, I miss it so much because I was away from it. Luckily, I was still still in it. Um, I really missed the people. And I, I would say that's the thing I missed the most was some of the people that I worked with through the years because I, we have some wonderful journalists and colleagues that I, I really admire and look up to and have been fortunate enough to work with through these 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, what, what is your favorite thing about the job, being a reporter, uh, getting to anchor? What's your favorite thing? Yeah, I mean, she mentioned the people. Um, that not only your, your coworkers, I mean, it's tough sometimes. You're doing really tragic stories sometimes or just things that are really stressful. Maybe it's something, you know, I, you don't really know much about and then you're supposed to report on it and be this kind of source of knowledge for the community. And maybe it's something, you know, I've been doing this two years. I'm a fresh adult is what I like to call it. <laughs> um, so you've got to have, you know, a good support system with you. And I'm lucky to have that here. So I love just like working with my team, but also um, one of my favorite things it, being a reporter is that you're doing something different every day. Mm. Um, you know, one day I'm driving an 18 wheeler talking about training truck drivers, you know, because there's a shortage. Uh, the next day I'm, you know, doing an obituary for this firefighter who's been a staple at his community or, you know, just anything. And the, it ranges from the happiest positive story to really the most tragic, um, devastating thing for a family. And you've got to kind of go along with those ebbs and flows, but it's just going into work for me being a type A person, you go in sometimes and it's like, I have no idea what I'm doing today. You know, what story am I doing? What am I working on? That's tough, but it also makes it exciting. I'm never bored. <laughs> I never go in and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here at the computer today. You know, I'm always doing something different and you get to meet a lot of really cool people. Uh, if I never got involved in news, there would be so much about Lubbock that I didn't know was going on, was happening in general, because I mean, you probably don't pay attention to your local government or, or things like that. Uh, but being involved in news, I just, I've got to meet a lot of super cool people who are doing awesome stuff. Like you mentioned, nonprofits, um, just people who are really making a big difference in the community. So I love just doing something different and meeting a lot of cool people. What's your favorite thing about being in this industry, Krista? Oh, I love so much about it. Uh, definitely the people and the way that we get to help people. And we get to inspire and encourage and, and educate. And um, in many ways, we get to help be that voice for the community and sharing like you said, it's not always the good news, which I always like to focus on the good news, but sometimes there's those those tragic stories. But we also get to be that face that they're familiar with when, when you're telling it. Because I always like to think of when I'm sitting behind the camera on the desk, I'm talking to my best friend, and I hope that that's what they are seeing from me on TV because I want them to get that news from a friend. And so I love, uh, there's so much, um, <laughs> I could go on and on. I think one of my favorite things is when we get to help other people, we 
the Permian Basin Rehab Center is a organization in West Texas that we do a telethon for every year. And when we get to raise $1.5 million mm. for those kids, there's no better feeling than getting to do that and getting to um, really to help change their lives because they you never know when you're going to need therapy and, and if, whether it's a physical therapy, um, they work with a lot of children that are, have had down syndrome and autism and, or they were preemies. And when you get to go into those centers and see how the money you just helped raise now is helping these kids, like your heart just is overwhelmed. And so I love that. I also love the fact that we get to be there to help them. If there's a, you know, thunderstorms coming their way, we, we can help them out and say, you know what, you might want to take another route. And this is going to save you time, it's going to save your family's life. I like that we get to be that voice and help them make their day better or make their life better. One of the themes I wanted to get to with both of you, and I'm curious to see what y'all have to say and where this goes, but what, what does it mean to be a person of faith? What does it mean to be a Christian and work in 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 news, to, to tell the news. And the world's changing all the time, and you guys have already gotten to it. Some things are hard, mm-hmm. but, but what does it mean to be a person of faith that's in this spotlight, on this platform in, in Lubbock or in Midland? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to? Well, I mean, okay. I feel like you've kind of got a different um, perspective on this, maybe just being at different markets and things like that. But I feel like being here in West Texas, um, we maybe don't have as much of a challenge uh, being women of faith in this industry. Mm. Whereas mm-hmm. if you were in some big market in a city or um, part of a station where your news directors are telling you, you need to report from this angle, you need to say this. But I here, I don't have a boss that's telling me you need to write uh, and push this agenda. You need to, you know, we don't really have that pressure here. I'm a journalist. They respect, you know, my knowledge and um, schooling uh, that prepared me for this role. And I, I get to write kind of how I want to write. And we have people check, you know, our stories just to, to make sure everything's accurate. But I don't have someone telling me what to write. And we've got an audience here who most of them, I would say, grew up in a, you know, faith-based background or things like that. So to hear um, stories about people, you know, getting through something because of their faith, that's not something super foreign to them, you know, and they uh, like seeing that. I feel like there's probably some people, of course, that still are like, why is this on the news? But for me, this week I did a story um, with Callie Ketcherson. So she's a 17-year-old who was really severely injured in a car crash, and she's had just a huge showing of support afterwards. And it's like, well, who is this girl that all of these people were just so, um, you know, supportive of her and pushing for her when she came back from Houston from the hospital, she had a parade, you know, and we just heard all these great things. And then to meet her was just awesome this week. And she was just so you, I left the conversation just feeling so joyful. Like it was just contagious. And when she says, God got me through this. Nothing is too hard when you have God in your life. I can report that because that's her saying that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not me pushing some Christian agenda. That's my subject telling me this is what got me through this terrible situation was my faith, my family. Um, So that's something that I feel like we have the privilege to get to to do with our stories. And I've had a ton of stories like that. And I kind of don't shy away from if they sit there and tell me this is really what's fundamentally been my biggest, you know, uh, support through all of this, 
that's the story. And I've had people say, you know, we did this with the other station and it just kind of like, I liked how you didn't, you didn't skip out on including Mm -hmm. that because they made in that conversation. That was maybe what I felt was what they said was the biggest thing that got them through. So I'm not going to shy away from that. And I feel like we do get a, a good privilege to be able to share that here in our area. So I don't know how it is, you know, in other markets, but no, you're right. You're exactly right, Brittany. And we are very lucky in that aspect uh, because in other stations, they may not be as apt to to let you put those sound bites in. Where here in West Texas, uh, I, and I'll give a great example. Uh, when I went to work at CBS Seven, the owner's locally owned um, owner. His name is John Bushman, and he actually owns the hotel here that the Elegante that oh, y'all yeah. have here in Lubbock. I don't know. If y'all have been in there, that's another thing. I get to say y'all now that I'm in Texas. I love that. <laughs> we didn't get to say that in California. There you go. Uh, love the y'all. So in in the Elegante, when you walk in, they have the Ten Commandments up. Hmm. And he owned the TV station, the radio station, the hotels in Odessa, the mall, and he puts the Ten Commandments up. And you don't get that very often as, as in in this industry where when you walk in on your first day they say here's our here here's our our our, our top 5 uh, rules for our company and the first one is God and family first mm. never had that in broadcasting in in any place any place i interned i was in sacramento i was in tampa florida i was in missouri um, and out of all those we never had anyone say God and family first, or have the Ten Commandments up, and you know, and so Mr. Bushman really taught us that everything we do from from I don't care where you work in his company is brought from faith because that's the most important. And I have to say that really helped set the tone for that wonderful. I, I spent twelve years at working for him until he sold the TV station, and that that was one of the best twelve years in broadcasting because everything got to come from faith and everything we did. And then also, I would say not only being a Christian but being a mom helped me become a better journalist as well because I see every single story that I read. I know there's a parent behind or a child behind that story or someone's aunt or someone's uncle or someone's daughter. Or son. So it also makes the way you write your stories with a little bit more uh, personal touch and hum- human interest. Like to me, every story is a human interest story. It doesn't matter what the story is. Mm. There's a human behind that story. And I want to make sure that we're telling the truth because as a Christian journalist or a Christian and a journalist, you are a truth seeker. And that's what we should be doing is seeking the truth to help our community. Mm. Brittany, what what story or piece that you've covered are you most proud of in your two-year career here? That's tough. Um, you know a lot about who I am. I mean, we've done you know the Enneagram stuff, everything like that. <laughs> I am hardcore perfectionist. Um, (laughs) It is very, very difficult for me at the end of the day to say, I'm proud of that. That was a good story. Mm. Um, They're few and far between. Uh, That's why just seeing that question, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say to this. (laughs) It's tough. And you want to, you know, like she said, there's a mom behind it. There's a daughter behind it. You know, there's people's lives, you know, at stake here kind of, you know, with what you're saying about people or how you present their story and you want to do it justice. You want to honor, you know, whoever you're talking about. And so it's hard, um, to be fully satisfied, you know, especially I, 
it's kind of a running joke in the newsroom, but I do, I get put on a lot of, um, obituaries and it's just, it's, you're, you're responsible for telling 60 years of someone's life in two minutes, right. a minute and a half. And that's just tough. So it is, it's hard for me to be like, that was awesome. But, uh, one of the stories, I, I, like I mentioned the Cali catcher, catcher said story this week, that was just so uplifting to be a part of. And we got to go there for her therapy. And so that was cool to just see kind of, um, everything she's doing. But, um, another one was, um, a kind of Christmas tree farm that started, uh, in a front yard here in Lubbock. Um, there's a, a firefighter, um, at the, um, Woodrow volunteer fire department who, um, passed, uh, he had firefighter related cancer and before he passed, I was able to talk with his wife just about they were they were having a fundraiser um, to get some new equipment to help kind of pull those carcinogens out of their their clothing, their equipment um, to kind of help with that and uh, was able to talk with her before he passed um, and kind of do that story. And then three weeks later. Um, he passed mm. and she, you know, we had this awesome interview with her just talking about, you know, of course, as the wife of someone who's, you know, dealing with this, um, she, you know, gave, gave us a great interview about why it's so important to support our firefighters in that way. And so I was able to use that interview kind of in an obituary for him. And, you know, it was very, very upfront about it. This interview was three weeks ago, you know, before everything, but talked with her about that. And I had to actually go, they made me go live from the fire station that night. And I was so uncomfortable. You know, I was like, this is their space. You know, after someone's passed, it's like you're, you're entering part of their world um, and showed up kind of, we stayed away while we were there. Of course, the family shows up and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I feel so just in the wrong place right now. She came up, she was watching it on her phone the whole time. She came up after and ran to the car when we're going to turn around and I rolled down the window and she just gave me the biggest hug. Just thank you so much. I didn't know you were honoring him in that way, you know, Mm. just crying. And I was just so, I just felt so, I don't know, honored in that moment that I was able to be the one to honor, you know, her and her husband. And later, um, she, we saw kind of posts about this Christmas tree farm kind of starting up on this, in this front yard, not really a farm. They were fake Christmas trees, but they kind of started popping up and they had names on them and figured out it was one of her friends. They, you know, the daughter's mom loved Christmas trees for her wedding. They had a bunch of trees as decorations. And then it was like, well, what do we do with all these Christmas trees now? The wedding's over. They're just sitting here. So in their front yard um, around the holiday, they started placing these trees up and putting people's names um, and difference maker underneath. And so people would drive by, see these trees and be like, oh, I have someone I want to honor in that way. Um, And so there, you know, there was one there for that firefighter. There was one just for people who had passed in town that were difference makers and then Mm. had impacted people in their community. And because of that relationship I had, you know, with that wife, we were able to talk about that. And I just, I just loved just the whole kind of idea behind it and how they were all just honoring people that, that they loved and wanted to, to keep their memory alive with those trees and, um, just being able to talk with her after he had passed and everything. It was, it was just, an honor for me to be a part of and just to be able to kind of tell part of that. So I, I loved that story a whole lot, but that's great. That is awesome. Krista, what, what story that you've told, uh, your years of experience are you most proud of? There's so many. And I think of a lot of the stories because I, uh, have a, a different, um, 
just a just a different experience behind the desk and getting to cover breaking news um, than being out in the field. I I feel like a lot of the times you don't realize the impact of the story until years later, and so a lot of one that in particular that I can think of is there was a search for a, a little girl, little destiny. She was lost and we stayed on air all night long until she was found. Mm. And when we got calls into the newsroom or calls from the police that, you know, so-and-so saw, saw the broadcasts, please, we appreciate you staying on air. We're the only station that stayed on air all night long until, and we were like, we're not going home till this little girl's found. And when she was found, it was one of those moments where you go, wow, the community, we all, the, the team, the community, everybody made a difference here and really impacted this little girl's life. And she's alive today. You know, it's one of those you think years later. That is, that's so amazing to be a part of that. Uh, I, have, I have so many different stories I could go on. My favorite interviews, uh, of course, have always been when I've gotten to interview my children. And I don't yeah, even know if cool. Aspen remembers this. I interviewed her as a, gr- a Girl Scout when she was young. <laughs> and she used to come to work with me. Her and uh, Allie would say, Mom, can we go to work with you tomorrow? I'd say, you know, you have to get up at three in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. And they would come up there and they would bring their blankets and they would be asleep on the on the chair. And then in the background, you'd see they there's you know they were getting hungry, so they'd go to the um, they would go over to our, our refrigerator and you could see their little heads behind walking behind the anchor <laughs> desk. And the, like that memory right there is so cute for me to you know for them to be there. Uh, I've gotten to interview pretty much all all of. Our our kids through the years. And so they're definitely my favorite interviews that I've ever had. Um, some other stories, I would say just the ones that make the most impact on our community, where we've gotten to say, you know what, today, you don't want to drive to school, because it, I mean, there's been 150 accidents already this morning, you know, and then you're doing the school closings, and you're, you're getting to save lives. And so for me, those are also wonderful. Uh, I got to interview Jeannie Cooper, who was on The Young and Restless, and That's cool. she was pretty incredible lady. Got to interview her a couple of times as she had some West Texas ties. And when she opened the Springboard Center, which she was, she's a, or was, uh, she's passed now, she was a recovering alcoholic, and her son Corbin Burnson was as well. They opened the Springboard Center, and so. I got to be a, a part of that and a, a big launching pad to help them get the word out about the Springboard Center and how um, they want to help change lives by by helping people recover. So um, I could go on and on. There's so many yeah. amazing, uh, really just anything where we're helping to make someone's life better. Those stories, they, they always come to the front of my mind. Krista, what advice would you give to well, maybe Brittany or someone else that's a young journalist in the first part of their career? What advice would you give to them as they, you know, get started or continue like Brittany? I would say always be true to yourself and you know, stay true to who you are. I, I've worked with a lot of young journalists. Actually, one of my favorite things I did uh, in through the years was I would get to sit down with each of the reporters and anchors and help them with their not only their on-air presence, but with their you know with with their writing and getting to hone their skills, and then get to see them then graduate onto a new market through the years. And now some of them are in Dallas and in Houston, and I'm like. I'm so proud of it. I feel like they're like my little, you know, they're like, they're my kids, you know, because I got to see them grow as journalists. And the advice I always gave to them was make sure that you're always yourself and don't try to be somebody you're not because Barbara Walters was Barbara Walters, but I'm not going to get on the desk and try to be Barbara Walters, right? I'm going to be Krista Escamilla. 
and you don't try to be somebody you're not you when you define your way of of delivering the news and your way of being a journalist and that is always going to be the best way and then the other advice I always give is make sure you set boundaries because the job can be overwhelming at times and you can live it 24 7 and for me I, as much as I love the my career and my time there I love being a mom and wife more than anything or a daughter and a girlfriend, you know, wherever you're at in your life. So make sure that you set those boundaries and, and you make sure that you say, you know, I, I, of course I can do that this day, but I also I'm not going to emcee 20 things this month. I'm going to I'm, I'm just going to set those boundaries and I'm going to, you know, work at a good amount of time. But it, your mental health is just as important. And you need to take that time off for you and for your family as well, because that is really key in this business. And uh, and stay positive. If you love job, I feel like I never worked a day in, in my life on this job because I loved what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important too. make sure you love it. And you're doing it for all the right reasons. And you will have the best outcome at the end. I want to conclude here by talking just a little bit about LCU. Yeah. So Brittany, how go do chaps, you, go chaps. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Did I get right. She's got yes. it. She's got the, okay. she's got the champ, <laughs> go chaps chaps. hand sign up. <laughs> Looks good. How would you how would you say the communication department and your training here helps prepare you for for this job that you're in now, Brittany? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, you know, we got to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff um, while I was in school here, Um, even just doing uh, I was the director for the games, just for the cameras inside, um, you know, the rip um, during basketball, volleyball games, telling cameras, oh, go get this shot, get this shot. Is the coach doing something right now? You know, who's acting crazy in the stands and just getting that experience behind the scenes was really cool. So now I feel like I have a different kind of perspective when I'm sitting on the desk or out at shots and we've got a photographer or, you know, you just kind of know more of where they're coming from, what they're trying to do, just getting that experience as well. So I enjoyed having a lot of the behind the scenes experience. And then even, you know, with the the radio station, um, we had different guests come in for different shows and you kind of got to um, create your own show and mm-hmm. kind of figure out what, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to share? What kind of stories? What kind of people do I want to talk to? And so um, that was really good experience, just kind of interview wise as well. Um, I feel like in classes, we got a ton of the fundamental kind of basic knowledge we needed um, that kind of just gave me a really good foundation for my job. So going in, I mean, every station's going to have different programs, different um, ways that they like to go about doing things. So you're going to have to learn that on the job. Mm-hmm. That's not something you can really prepare for. Um, but I had the good foundation to where I wasn't having to figure out how to write necessarily. And it's still you know, a work in progress. I get better at writing every day, but I had a good foundation where I could just focus on, you know, kind of learning all the different programs, everything like that. So we, you know, just had that really good foundation through classes, just about kind of, you know, what the telling the truth, um, just kind of how to go about the formula of, of writing your stories and things like that. So, so yeah, we got a lot of that experience as well. Krista, we've already mentioned it. Your daughter Aspen's here at LCU. Your daughter Allie's starting later later this month. What has LCU meant to you and your family in this two years where you've you've been involved with them? Oh, it's meant so much. I've just seen Aspen grow in her faith and just in her confidence and loving where she's at. It has been such a blessing to our family. And I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Aspen, but I would say it really truly has been the best uh 
best place and best fit for her. She has met amazing friends. She has really just grown her faith through different organizations and also had a lot of fun during, is it Follies? I'm getting there right. That's it. Master Follies. Follies. Oh boy, was that fun. Folly. I, I, I want to go to every show next year. I only got to make one this year and I'm like, this is great. I mean, it was so much fun to see them all in the friendships that are formed and to be able to do that with the closeness with all of the instructors, because you can tell I walked through campus with her maybe about a year ago and probably talked to two or three professors on just one little stroll and just the way that they just stop and talk to you and really just, you can tell that they care so much about each and every student. I thought this is the exact place and this is exactly where God wanted her to be. And we, you know, you, sometimes in life, you think you have it all figured out, right? Because we, I know we have, and I know that we, you know, we thought she was going one path, right? And we thought, I know, I thought I was going one path. Like I, I could, I could tell stories and everyone in our family and you think you're going one place and then God takes you another and you go, thank you that this was exactly where she was supposed to be. And so I'm so grateful as a mom that she's right here at LCU because I believe that uh, the foundation that you set for the, the rest of her life is going, it's just amazing. And I'll know she'll never forget her time here. And she loved it so much, she convinced her sister to come here too. <laughs> and so I love it. And I'm, I'll be forever grateful for LCU, for sure. Krista, Brittany, thank y'all so much for being here today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Keegan. Now it's our turn. We get to ask you questions now, right? <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. D- I don't tell, know tell, I... Can I ask one? Yeah, please. Okay. Tell me what you love about doing the podcast. It is a way to tell stories from 35 different angles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm really excited about this LCU podcast uh, because of that. It gives us a, it gives us another platform to be, ni- be dynamic in how we share the things that are taking place on this campus. We have an awesome alum like Brittany that's doing great in our local market. Let's bring her in and talk. You know, yes. we have we have a mother of two students that's doing awesome, the same thing in Midland. Let's bring her in and talk about it. We have a new provost. Well, that could be a great opportunity for our staff and faculty and people of the community to meet him. You know, our, our president and a couple of Bible faculty go to Israel. Well, let's bring them in here and tell them about that trip. We have a new program. But, you know, the, there are so many ways that you can use it Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to do that and figure out as we go through this academic year, how many different ways can we use this? How can we that. get video incorporated into it? You know, there's, it, it's a very fun and ever-changing thing. And so that's why I like it. I love that. Well, congratulations. I think it is. It's an amazing avenue. And I think that's what's great about broadcasting is that we are, we're telling stories mm-hmm. and there's nothing better. I feel like we can learn from everybody's story. And that's what I love about podcasting too, is because you can learn from each episode and, and you go, oh, I love that little nugget. I'm going to take that into my life and it's going to help live a better life. So congratulations. I think that's awesome. And every student should be listening to this podcast. Did you yeah. hear that, students? Okay, Everyone. tell your friends, tell, tell, tell their them. family. Subscribe, Everybody. share it, yes. give us a review. Tell them where to go find your podcast, Krista. Uh, it's easy to do. Go. To, um, you can go to YouTube, the Krista Escamilla Show. We're also on all the podcast platforms, Apple, Google Play, um, you know, all of them. There's a bunch. There are. <laughs> Every podcast platform we're at. Um, but I would love for you to listen. It's just, a, I always give a quote of the day on there. I hear my guest quote of the day. And uh, we always finish up with a, honoring a nonprofit in our in our mm. community. And so it's a way to really share those stories. So yeah, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, especially on YouTube. Yeah. I'm really trying to get those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can see Krista in the Midland Market on News West 9. News West 9. News West 9. Look for her there. You can see Brittany here in the Lubbock Market. She's a reporter and anchor for Fox 34, KCBD. Thank you so much for listening to the LCU podcast. If you enjoyed it, send it to someone that you think will enjoy it too. Follow, subscribe. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have a great day. God bless. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.